0: CHAPTER SEVEN, FREEDOM. Myron crumbled a cracker on the windowsill next to his desk, then looked away. He knew Oddly came only when no one was looking. A little while later, a bird landed on the windowsill and ate the crumbs. Myron watched him out of the corner of his eye. He was a black bird with a pink breast. Myron had named him Oddly. Myron had named him Oddly. Is that your dumb bird again? asked Kathy. "No," said Myron. "Audley is not my bird. I don't own him. He doesn't live in a cage. Audley is free." "You're a bird brain," said Kathy. Myron watched Audley fly away. It made him sad and glad at the same time. He wished he could fly away and he wished he could fly away across the sky with Audley. Audley probably thinks I live in a cage," he realized. Whenever he sees me, I'm sitting in this same desk. He probably thinks this desk is my cage. So Myron got out of his chair and sat on the floor. Myron, what are you doing out of your seat? Asked Mrs. Jules. I want to sit on the floor, said Myron. Several kids laughed. Get back in your seat, ordered Mrs. Jules. Myron reluctantly returned to to his desk. I do live in a cage, he thought. I'm not allowed out, I have to stay in my cage until the bell rings, then I have to go down the stairs, then when it rings again, I have to go up the stairs, then when it rings again, I have to go down the stairs, then when it rings again, I have to go up the stairs, I'm never free. The bell rang, Ryan went down the stairs. It was so crowded with kids rushing to recess that he couldn't stop if he wanted. It was as if someone had lifted his cage and was carrying him down the stairs. The bell rang again. Myron went up the stairs. At lunch, the bell rang again. Myron went down the stairs. After lunch, the bell rang again. Myron stood at the bottom of the staircase and looked up. No, he declared, I won't go. I have to be free. As all the other kids rushed past him, he eased his way up around to the back of the stairs. As everybody else went up, Myron went down to the basement. He nervously walked down the old creaky staircase. He didn't know what he'd find or what would find him. He had heard that dead rats were living down there. Or worse, maybe even Mrs. Gorf. Mrs. Gorf was the meanest teacher Myron had ever had. She used to be the teacher on the 30th story before Mrs. Jules took over but nobody believed that Mrs. Gorf was really gone. Everyone said she was still lurking somewhere inside Wayside School. He stepped off the last step at the very bottom of Wayside School. It was too dark to see. Somewhere, he heard a drip that echoed all across the cold and damp room. With his arms outstretched, he stepped across the gritty floor. His hand struck against a large, fat pipe above his head. The pipe felt like it was covered with a thousand spiderwebs. Still, Myron kept his finger on the pipe as he walked so he wouldn't get lost. As long as he stayed with the pipe, he knew he'd be able to find his way back to the stairs. Something crawled across his hand. He shook it off, then continued walking. He thought he heard footsteps behind him. He stopped walking. The sound of the footsteps continued for a second, then stopped. He started again, then stopped. Stopped. The footsteps stopped a few seconds later. He wasn't alone. It was too dark for Myron to see who was following him, but he had realized that meant the person couldn't see him either. Whoever was coming after him had to have been following along the pipe too. So Myron left the safety of the pipe and headed blindly across the basement. The footsteps continued behind him he stopped the footsteps stopped too he bent down then untied and took off his right sneaker he threw it toward the other side of the basement he heard it hit on the floor then the footsteps started after it very quietly he took off his other sneaker and threw it in the same direction he never heard a shoe hit the ground the footsteps started after him again he started to run but slipped in his sock feet on his on a spot of slime his hands hit loud and hard as he fell on the cold floor the footsteps came hurriedly toward him he held his breath and tried to be as quiet as possible a light turned on above his head he screamed i believe this is yours said a bald man he was holding myron's left sneaker next to him were two men with black mustaches one of the men held a black attache case. <coughs> Chapter 25 <coughs> Myron shook his head. That's not my shoe, he said. I never saw it before. The bald man glanced at Myron's shoeless feet. What's your name? asked the man with the attache case. Myron, said Myron. He regretted it as soon as he had said it. He wished he had made up a false name. The man opened his attache case and took out a notebook. Myron, he repeated, as he thumbed through the notebook, you're supposed to be in Mrs. Jules' class at the next next to the window in front of Sherry. What are you doing out of your cage I mean seat? Asked the, other man, asked the other man with a mustache. I just wanted to be free, chirped Myron. Please don't hurt me. If you let me go back to Mrs. Jules' room, I'll never come down here again. Well, do you want to be free or do you want to be safe?" asked the bald man. Huh? asked Myron. You can't have it both ways, said the bald man. Do you want to be safe? asked one of the men with the mustache. you want to sit in the same chair every day and go up and down the stairs every time the bell rings? You'll have to go to school five days a week, said the other man with the mustache. And you'll have to go to bed at the same time every day. But first, you'll have to brush your teeth," said the other man with the mustache. And you won't be allowed to watch TV until you finish your homework," said the other man with the mustache. You'll have to go inside when it rains," said the other man with the mustache. (laughs) But first, you'll have to wipe your feet," said the other man with the mustache. Or you can be free," said the bald man. The man took a pencil and a piece of paper out of his attache case. So, do you want to be safe? or do you want to be free? Myron looked at the three men. I want to be free, he said bravely. The man with the attache case wrote something on the piece of paper and gave it to Myron. Sign here, he said. Myron couldn't read the piece of paper. It was written in some kind of foreign language. He signed his name. The man took the paper and pencil from Myron and put them back into his attache case. Okay, you're free, he said. Good luck, Myron, said the bald man. Here, I think you'll need this. He gave Myron his left sneaker, then reached up and pulled the chain. The light turned off. Myron found himself alone in the darkness. He put his shoe back on, then hopped across the basement floor. He had no idea how to get back. At last, his hand hit against the pipe, but he still didn't know which way to follow it, left or right. He didn't even know if it was the right pipe. He turned left and continued hopping, keeping his finger on the pipe. He was just about ready to turn around and try the other way when he nearly fell over the bottom stair. He hopped up the stairs and continued hopping all the way up to Mrs. Jules' room. He was tired, sore, and dirty. You're late, Myron, said Mrs. Jules. Go write your name under discipline, then return to your seat for the arithmetic test. But Myron didn't feel like taking an arithmetic test. And he definitely didn't want to write his name on the board. So he sat on the floor. There was nothing Mrs. Jules could do about it. He was free. After school, Mrs. Jules found Myron's other sneaker in the teacher's lounge in the refrigerator. This might have been an important chapter.